Hey guys, this is Ian K. Lauren, and this is a very short version of some wrestling shit. I'm just gonna do this quick right now because on my mind, and I've been kind of catching up with my wrestling a little bit because I haven't done any serious watching of wrestling in a few a few months, honestly. So um, I'm just getting back into it a little bit. So um. So this little podcast is going to be like a short episode. I'm going to do like a book review of Young Bucks Killing the Business. Actually, I'm going to talk about like the TBS title becoming like a women's title in AEW. And Dan Lambert and like how American Top Team has invaded AEW. So I mean, I'm going to talk about that a bit. So now I'm going to talk about... I just got finished reading, like, this book by Matt and Nick Jackson, which you've read, too. It's called Young Bucks Killing the Business from the Backyard to the Big League. So, I mean, I just got finished reading that recently from, like, cover to cover in, like, one sitting. And I'll just be straight up with you because that's who the fuck I am. It's a great fucking book. Oh, my God. You know, if you are, like, in, you feel the lower rungs of the wrestling or the Hollywood entertainment business, this is like a book for you to re-inspire you and give you a bit of hope and take yourself that it's not too late to kind of do it. I mean, so I mean, and these young bucks, and I love them as like Generation Me. I love them in the Bullet Club. I still respect them now, kind of, you know, but I never really truly knew their struggle until I read this book. I would say like, and they did for like a lot of years were like at the lower rung of like the wrestling business and the entertainment business kind of, you know, and they actually like did things their way. And like, after reading this book, I will say that like, I've actually earned a brand new respect for them now, actually. And my personal opinion, Jim fucking Cornette should read this fucking book because when all Jim Cornette talks about like how he like went through the business for years and years and years doing all these other stuff, you know. But if you guys are like J. Corp net fans, you know that like he started as a photographer for the wrestling magazines and so that, you know. And then he became a manager and stuff like that, whatever, you know. It's a story that you know if you're a fan of him, so that you know. But then like I think it's so weird that he consistently shits on the young bucks actually. This is why I'm convinced that him shitting on, like, AEW and mom wrestling is a fucking work. It's a gimmick, you mean? It's a way to get himself over because he gets a reaction from the wrestling fans without really being in the business anymore, you know? And he's, like, gauging mom fans right now, and he's working us mom fans, and I believe this now. And what he does, I feel it, because, um... His whole gauging of, like, how modern fans are and blah, blah, and him being, like, this Howard Stern, kind of old fogey, back-in-my-day motherfucker, it's a fucking work. I believe it now. Because when reading this book, actually, I, you have realized, I'm not going to, like, spoil the book for you fully, because they've actually, technically, the Young Bucks have done a lot more than Jim Cornette has done. In the business, I mean, so, because he can talk about, like, him writing a show, so that being a television producer, blah, blah, and so that, you know. But the Bucks have done that, plus 
a little bit more, but you need to read the book to get that. So, I mean, I'll just say that. And also because I feel like for him shame the on the Bucks about like how they do their matches and all that shit and some of that, you know. And and Jim Cornette is about tradition and all these other things too. And I think about that and like and I'll just say this because I'm a little inspired right now, I'm a little high and a little excited. I'll just say that like I think personally, and I say this to you, Jim Cornette, but this is like a podcast with something like 20 listeners or whatever, you know what I mean? Or whoever's listening, blah, blah. He's not going to hear this, so that's fucking fine. That maybe you should read the fucking book and like see where their journey goes because you always talk about your journey, Jim Cornette, and what you did and the shit you went through and blah, blah. You had realized that like Matt and Nick Massey or Matt Mc... Nick Jackson kind of did the same things you fucking did. You know what I mean? So, and you guys aren't that opposite from each other. If you think about it, the only difference is, is they actually did a more like younger way of thinking than you would do it. You know what I mean? But they went for the same like travels you fucking did. And I think him sharing AEW all the time and talking about like how the Bucks matches like too much spot text. Sorry, spot fests, or um, how they're not like there's no psychology and blah blah and all this shit he pulls. Then maybe you can realize that like your version of psychology doesn't apply in 2021, and their version of like psychology is probably more current than anything you would throw out right now. But you know, I could be just talking out my ass a little bit, but I feel like that. Maybe he should read the book and understand their journey before he actually talks shit about like how they book matches and yada, yada, yada. And that's why I'm kind of like, and mind you, I grew up with Jim Cornette. I grew up with like him, both versions of the Midnight Express. I mean, like Condry and then Stan Lane. I grew up with him. Like I'm an older gentleman, but like, Jesus Christ, like, if you don't respect what the young people are doing right now, I mean, you're not going forward. You're a fucking dinosaur, man. But, 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 I'll just say, like, you know about Jim Cornette. I will say, like, um, with this book, I'll just say, like, you know what? You get, like, the ups and downs of not just the wrestling business, but the irritated business, too. You understand, like, especially if you're, like, a non-union actor like I am, Especially if you're doing jobs where you're not sure you're going to get paid or not. Because that goes for, like, some actors and some wrestlers, you know, on the circuit. I understand that. Me being a performer, not being a wrestler, even though I did do, like, a YouTube wrestling match with this guy named Chris Wilpin, like, I don't know, 18 years ago and shit. You know, we actually wrestled on the beach, I believe it was. It was called the Outlaw Wrestling Federation, and me and this guy, Chris Welpin, Welpton, I think his name was, um, we're just wrestling fans, and we had, like, these um, wrestling characters that we created. In fact, if you look up OWF, like, online, you might be able to find it. I don't fucking know. It could be, like, on MySpace or whatever. I don't fucking remember. But we did, like, the whole, like, kayfabe wrestling thing. And FYI, 
I think you can find me in some lingerie or something. But it was just for an angle and so forth. But let's say when I was younger, I did a lot of like crazy ass shit. You know what I mean? So I'll just say that. You know, that's all I fucking say on that. But um, back to back to the um book. Um, you see the ups and the downs, and especially like the Massey family, aka the Jackson family, like having ups and downs, like you know, having stuff snatched away from like TNA. The family like having kids they couldn't like support at the time, kind of you know. It's a very, like, realistic but inspiring book. You know what I mean? And especially near the end, I'm not going to tell you the end, because you, all you fans, if you're a fan of, like, AEW or the Young Bucks, you know the end. And, yes, that book ends at what you think it's going to end at. I mean, so that's all I'll say on that. But, um, yeah, I say um a lot, I know, because I'm kind of full of emotions, about it, you know, because, like, it's a very inspiring book, especially when I'm trying to get to, like, that next level in my life, kind of, you know, as an actor. This book's actually pretty inspiring, you know. If you're feeling down, you feel like that, like, you're not quite there, you know. This thing is kind of, like, not romantic, but it's kind of, like, saying, like, it says, honestly, the whole purpose of the book, I would say, it's, like, sticking to your dreams, sticking to your guns, and sticking to your vision of how you want your life to be. And that's like the big overall moral of this book. You know, and it's a great book in that way, I feel. And um, I will say like, just Young Bucks killing the business. I give it like honestly an A plus. You know what I mean? So it's an easy read. It's breezy. You can go through it like literally in a couple hours if you have the time. And if not, you can just go, like, day by day or, like, when you have time because every chapter breezes really well and you really get, like, a very concise history of, like, the Young Bucks. I mean, so, from, like, Indies, PWG, TNA, and even, like, their WWE flirtations, kind of. It's a good, I would say, like, it's a good read. If, like, if you want to buy it, you know, go to, like, your local library, probably the downtown library in, like, Los Angeles, and just check it out, you know, when it's there. It's a good read. You will love it. Okay, second thing I'm going to talk about here, actually, because I just looked up, like, the um, Rampage buy-in, actually. I just heard, like, in a passing line by, like, Excalibur that the TBS title will become a women's title or it's been transferred to the women's division. And I am loving this right now. Oh, my God, because never in the history of, like, women's wrestling, or it's very rare in women's wrestling, there's been, like, a secondary title or, like, a mid-card title for the fucking women. Not to my personal knowledge of wrestling. And I've actually looked up the history a little bit. It's been very, very rare. I mean, there have been, like, NWA Women's U.S. Championships, and that's only happened because, like, WWF took over, like, the NWA Women's title and made it to the WWF Women's title, so that, you know, but... And 
I look as Tony Khan is thinking like I'm thinking as a fan because like especially you have like so many talented women like talent honestly you know women wrestlers and it's like and there's not a secondary talent to shoot for you know and in WWE they have like the Raw Women's Title and the SmackDown Women's Title you know and they're both quote unquote world championships which it's really not because like and they change like talent all the time because it's like it's literally interchangeable so those titles in my mind don't mean fucking shit I mean they really fucking don't you know like yeah, Becky Lynch is like the Raw Women's Champion, big deal. She was a SmackDown. And then, like, I don't know, Charlotte Flair, I think, is the SmackDown Women's Champion. And she go Raw because it's so bad right now. You don't really give a fuck who are the Raw and, like, SmackDown Women's Champion. And this is an indictment of um how little they think of, like, the women's titles there. I mean... And you got like the tag titles, which is like technically their secondary titles, but you have no real women's tag team because they still like Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart actually, because they released Tegan Knox. And Tuesday, I don't know why the fuck they released her. I don't fucking get that shit. She's your fucking future. And you're letting her go? What the fuck? But you still have Dana Brooke on the roster. And she's DOA because Mandy Rose reinvented herself in NXT, mind you, with like the brown hair, and she's like the NXT champion. Where the fuck is Dana Brooke? I mean, like, instead of letting go of like Tegan Knox, and the thing is, I like Dana Brooke, I really fucking do, but you need to let her go before you let Tegan Knox go. It makes no fucking sense to me that they let the wrong girl go. I mean, like, because with Dana Brooke, she could go to like maybe like Impact or NWA and reinvent herself in some way. But it's not a smart move letting go of Tegan Knox and keeping Dana Brooke. I don't understand that. I mean, so. But I'm just thinking from like a promotory view, a point of view. Bleh, and you can tell I've been doing like whiskey and like, um, for local too, kind of. So I mean, so I'm kind of babbling a little bit, FYI. But like, this is how I'm feeling right now because I'm inspired. And I took like two cans of like Bang. Jesus Christ, that was fucking smart. And I just saw, not just saw, I just read like Culture Dump, another great podcast you should fucking listen to. Talking about like how for local is pretty much like. A bunch of alcohol and like a bunch of caffeine. So I try to do that with a careful loco, a thing of like fireball whiskey. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, that's fucking smart. But this is my offering. But back to Mr. Ham, Mr. Dome. Um, I feel like that. Um, the TBS title will be a good opportunity for people who are not Ray to, like, be the top woman in AEW. I mean, so this could be good for, like, someone like Taya Conti or, you know, or, like, her tag team partner, kind of. And Anna J actually. So this could be, like, a good, like, training ground for them. Become like the top woman in AEW because like 
and I'm an old school fan, as you know. Because remember, like, when the Intercontinental title was kind of like the title that says, like, this guy could be the next big guy for the top of the mid-card. That was the role of the Intercontinental title, as you know. Back when I was growing up watching wrestling, because, like, that's how it meant, like, this guy was going to be either the next world champion or he was, like, the best of the mid-card guys. I mean, so... And I think the TBS title could be that title for the win of AEW. Because right now, in the culture, in WWE, you have, like, the Raw Women's Champion, the SmackDown Women's Champion, the tag titles there, the NXT Women's Championship, and the NXT Women's Tag Championship. In the NWA, you have, like, the women's title held by Camille still, and the tag titles held by, like, um... Marty Bell and Allison K. Right now, you have that, and that's and MLW ain't got shit. You know, Impact they have like the knockouts title and the knockouts tag titles. You know what I mean? So AEW's kind of ahead of the curve, actually introducing like a women's secondary title there instead of doing the tag title thing. I mean, it's smart building. You know, it'll be if you have like that title in your mix from a kayfabe point of view. It's a good thing for, like, people like Kara Hogan and, like, the lower end, like, people who are, like, dark and dark in elevation, something for them to shoot for if they're not ever going to be, like, world champion material, you know what I mean, on the women's division. I feel that, like, the TBS title would be a good spot for them, you know what I mean, like, I think it'll be a great title for, like, the librarian Leva Bates, you know. As kind of like to kind of like top off her like I'm not gonna say because it, it wasn't distinguished. She was like pretty much a cult favorite, you know, kind of like Orange Cassie, I guess. You mean so? But um, I think just and if anyone's listening, to this, I feel like that Leah Bates marching towards like the TBS title, especially her like being like a Jay Cargill or Jay Cargill. I think that'd be a good title for Jade Cargo, honestly. I mean, so, if you are really showcase her as, like, a top woman in, like, the AEW Women's Division, have her win the TBS title from, like, I would say, like, Taya Conti. That's how I would do it, you know. And I think as a booker, I will say this about, like, Jade Cargo, but she has, like, she's in that Lex Luger spot right now, you know. She looks amazing. The blonde hair with the black girl with the muscles kind of, you know, it's a visually striking look. And she has, like, that spot that Lex Luger held, like, 40 years ago. You look really great. You have potential to be great kind of, you know. And she has the potential to be a top girl. But right now, like, and I've seen her wrestling. She's good, but she's not a major hand, okay? She needs, like, a lot of help in her being truly legit and that's kind of like her little thing about it because right now because i like jake i like jake cargill i like her manager but she's mainly just a look you know she's a great look with talent that could get better when she sticks to it but right now may putting her in that tbs title spot could be cool you know i don't know I'm just thinking off the top of my head, and, um, but I feel like that, but I feel like that, um, 
just to wrap this up, because I'm starting to like ramble and like lose the plot a little bit. I feel like the TBS title could be like a great destination for a lot of women talent. You know I mean, like leaving WWE, like a Tegan Knox or uh, whoever, or the girl from Hit Row, it could be like a destination for them in the business. You mean so? If they don't want to go to like lower companies like Impact or NWA. And I think it could be like a title that could be, that could showcase like the future of women's wrestling. And I, that's why I'm so excited that the TBS title has become that. You know I mean so? And I'm looking forward to the future on that. Now, just to wrap this up a little bit, because like, and this is like, like I said, this is a very short episode of some wrestling shit. I'm going to talk about like Dan Lambert and his time in AEW. And he's bringing like his top team, quote unquote, stable to AEW. And you have to admit, you have to admit, seriously, Dan Lambert is a great heel fucking manager. He really is. He has no one that punchable face, you know. He talks a lot of shit about wrestling fans. Even though he is so working wrestling fans, I mean, he did this bit pretty much an impact with Bobby Lashley and Mo, what's his name, whatever you know, and blah, blah. I forget that version of American Top Ten, I don't fucking remember. But the only problem with Dan Lambert is actually, you know, he's so good as a heel manager, his charges don't get fucking over. And one of the biggest rules that a lot of old school guys will tell you right now, you know, you can't become bigger than your talent, you know, you can't be more over than your talent. And that's the problem with Dan Lambert when he does his top, his top team thing, actually, you know, in like the world of AEW and Impact, kind of, unless you have like a Bobby Lashley or a Bobby Lashley, I'm sorry, you know what I mean? So you can't be more over than your talent and your job as a manager is to get your talent over more first. You're supposed to advocate for them, you know. Paul Heyman is the master of this because even he says, like, in his modern guise that he's an advocate for, like, Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, or an advocate for Brock Lesnar in the past, or his Paul Heyman guys, his main goal, no matter how dynamic it is, and it's a thin line about getting yourself over and getting your talent over. It's a thin line that, like, a lot of managers didn't really master in the day, kind of, you know, like, Jimmy Hart was great at this, you know what I mean, even though Kofa as he was, he actually got his charges more over, and he got himself over just a little bit under his actual charges, I mean, it didn't work for Hulk Hogan, because Hulk and, Hulk Hogan really didn't need Jimmy Hart for that, just to be real about that shit, that's near here nor there, with that, and, um, and, like, also, like, with the Nasty Boys, it was perfect, you know, like, he got them over, even though they got themselves over. But just being, like, a really great magic, that's why I've always wanted to be a manager, but I'm honestly too tall to be an effective manager. And even I've said, like, in my mind, because since I'm, like, really, really tall, I will be, my magic gig would be, I was, like, a former, like, basketball player in, like, the German, like, basketball league or something, just something I make up, you know, I actually saved my money to get into pro wrestling, to buy certain talents so I can take over, like, a little indie wrestling fed, 
And yeah, you can still have an idea because like my time getting the wrestling business, that time has passed. You know, I was like, I mean, I would love the book. I would love to play like a heel manager, like a heel for a basketball player manager. I could do that. But back to the point. No, Dan Lamborg is actually like kind of like lying up because he's still using the same stick that he didn't like impact kind of, you know, calling like the fans super stupid, you know, calling them pretty much talking of them being like wrestling marks kind of, you know, and kind of making fun of wrestling fans. He knows the psychology of how to piss off like the smart fans, okay? That's a good talent that Dan Lambert has better than anyone in the business right now. And he's kind of made for him because his voice, his merisms, like Don Callis, who everyone loves and through respects, you know, even Don Callis isn't quite as good as Dan Lambert at just pissing people off and just with a Don Callis because he has that respect of being in the wrestling business for like 20 plus years and stuff like that, you know. Dan Lambert comes from the psychology of like, hey, I'm an MMA guy. My shit's fucking real. You guys are losers. You guys are fucking fake. And that's how he's playing the fans right now, you know. And it's fucking working. And it's even working on me, actually, you know. Like, even I know he's fucking working. He's even pissing me off, you know what I mean? So, so if he's even pissing my ass off, biggest fan as I am, actually, he's doing his fucking job, you know. So I would say, like, I think that for Dan Lambert, if he wants to really be, like, a real manager, like, in wrestling or in AW, he needs, like, an ace talent. He needs, like, an A-lister talent so he can take to that next level, you know? Because the guy he has right now in this AEW version of American Top Team he has right now, it's not quite there because you got, like, some real guys who are trying to get into wrestling, you know, and all I will say this probably more than like his impact run kinda. You know, like his talents are cutting like okay, real talk kind of pseudo shoot promos right now and like and they're coming across really good. You mean so? So they're actually learning how to cut the promos kinda, you know, and they're coming off as real as they can be, which is a plus in what they're doing. I I think that's a really cool thing I'll say on that. But, um, mm. but right now, I'm just like, um, he doesn't have, like, that, like, that, like, star-making talent right now, you know? He doesn't have, like, a Bobby Lashley or a Lesnar type or someone that's going to really turn heads. Right now, just, he's going to be pretty much, like, a pretty serious mid-card act. And like I said, like, four minutes ago, like, his promos are fire, you know, when he's, like, really trying to piss the fans off and just kind of, like, annoy them, his promos are, like, top tier, but right now, he doesn't have, like, that talent to, like, take that next step over to be, like, a main event guy, you know what I mean, and you can tell Dan Lambert is having fun, he's having a hoot at this, you know, and He's great. He's entertaining. He's having, like, the greatest time. I will say that, just to wrap this up a little bit, because, like, this is kind of off the cuff. I'm going to go either to a bar or get some more booze. I don't fucking know. I'll just say right now, 
I'm Ian K. Lauren, and this was some wrestling shit. Peace. Oh, FYI. Sorry, 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 sorry. I for fucking forgot. Um, upcoming soon, the next couple of weeks, I'm going to have like a Christmas podcast, which I'm going to release probably on like the day for Christmas Eve or like a day for Christmas Eve kind of or Christmas Day. I'm going to have like an upcoming like Christmas podcast, which I'll talk about. But other than that, I'll say it now. I'm Ian K. Lauren, and this is some wrestling shit.